Welcome to Grace and Truth with Pastor Sherman Burkhead, a devotion that's meant to encourage you and challenge you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Please subscribe to our podcast and check us out on the internet at fbcboron.org. This is Pastor Sherman Burkhead, and this is Grace and Truth, a devotion that's meant to encourage you and challenge you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ through a time in the Word and time in prayer. Today is uh, February the 10th, 2021. This is the week uh, where we're approaching Valentine's Day, which is going to be coming up this uh, this Sunday. Um, and it is uh, a beautiful, beautiful day outside today. Uh, again, it's a nice, uh, warm day today. It's it's late winter. It's not quite spring yet, but uh, but the but the Lord has given us a, a couple of nice, really really warm days in the afternoon. By the way, which is the reason why I am grateful. I'm grateful to God today for this warm weather. Uh, if you know me and you see me around town, you know the fact that uh, if if it's at all possible, I'm going to wear shorts. I'm going to wear shorts every day that I can. Um, and sometimes I get made fun of for that uh, when during the winter time uh, when I'll wear my you know, my uh, cargo shorts, but at the same time, I have a jacket on. Um, I love to wear shorts, and today is one of those days where I don't feel out of place wearing shorts. Uh, good afternoon, Christy. It's really, really good to see you, <clears throat> but uh, it is a gorgeous day outside, and I am absolutely grateful uh, to God for that. Uh, but uh, as always, as also wanted to let you know, uh, as we talked about, Valentine's Day is this weekend, and, um, you know, we're coming up on... Um, the discussion about uh, Christ and his um, and his death on the cross. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Rick. It is a beautiful day. Um, we're going to be talking about the death of Christ on the cross this Sunday, and it's perfect because um, it's also Valentine's Day on Sunday, which which means we're really going to be talking about the greatest act of love in all of of human history. Uh, by the way, that's probably the thing that I'm most grateful to God for, is it that God, Jesus Christ, entered into this world, lived a life that we couldn't live, and then died on the cross to make payment for our, our sins so that we can have a relationship with him and and be saved. Uh, I am absolutely grateful to God for his um, for his plan of redemption. I'm grateful to, for Christ's work on the cross, and I'm sure you're grateful for that as well. But <clears throat> that being said, I'm always interested to know what it is that you're grateful for, you know, especially in this era. Um, this has been a long year. Um, it is now, you know, 20, you know, 2021. Um, it's been almost a year since things got locked down. And this is actually the reason why I started Grace and Truth in the first place. And there's, you know, a lot that's happened in a year's time. And there's a lot of things for us to, to be worried about. There are a lot of things for us to maybe even complain about. There are a lot of things that uh, can make us irritated and frustrated, uh, especially when it comes to politics and the way that the government has been has handled this whole situation. And it can be really easy for us to kind of get like focused on all the things that are negative. But really, even then, God has been very good to all of us. And I certainly would just love to know what it is that God has made you grateful for. And so you're welcome to reach out to me. You can email me at fbcboron at gmail.com, or you can call me at the office at 760-762-5149. Uh, or you can message me here. Many of you do that, and it's always a big encouragement to me to, to hear from you. I'd also like to hear from you if you'd like to know what it what it's like to have a relationship with Christ. If you're someone who's like not had a relationship with Christ, or maybe when you were a kid you made a profession of faith, but you realize that you're really not walking with God, I would love to be able to talk with you and, and really just spend some time unpacking 
unpacking that in and really getting to know you, but also helping you to, to find out how you can have a relationship with Christ. Uh, also want to kind of give you a little update on a couple things as well. If you're not following me on uh, on, on TikTok, uh, it's an app that obviously that uh, I have started following because I wanted to uh, stay connected with the kids in my youth group, but it's really been a great opportunity to do little short one-minute devotions and on different subjects. And so if you'd like to follow me there, you're welcome to do that as well. Um, also, you can always pick up the episodes of Grace and Truth that you miss uh, on, on the YouTube channel for the for the church, uh, the church's YouTube channel. Um, and also, it's available in audio version uh, on, on, on Spotify and a, m- a bunch of different other platforms as well. If you'd like more information about that, I'd be happy to send you the links. But that way, you can kind of stay connected with grace and truth. Um, even when you miss the episodes or if you're driving, you can't watch, you would like to listen. There's a lot of different ways to, to access that. But um, again, <clears throat> I am um, grateful that you're joining me here today. And I want to talk with you today about, about the Word of God in John chapter 17. Um, John chapter 17, beginning in verse uh, 24, um, Jesus says this, He says, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you have loved me before the foundation of the world. Again, as we talked about, this Sunday is Valentine's Day and we're going to be reading about the greatest act of love in all of human history. Jesus Christ, the spotless, sinless Son of God, coming into the world to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves, living a perfect life so we could have righteousness that's not our own. And then he then willingly went to the cross to pay the penalty of our sins, enduring the wrath of God for us on the cross. And when we look at this, we realize that this is the greatest act of love in all of human history, right? There has been no greater act of love than Christ giving his life on the cross. Jesus said there's no greater love, you know, uh, that, that one, uh, one man should give his life for another, a friend for, should die for another friend. Christ Jesus gave his life on our behalf. And, and when we think about this love, when we think about what it means, there is a tendency in all of us, especially in this modern self-centered culture, this individualistic culture, there is a tendency in all of us to want to look at the love of Christ, his love that compelled him to stay on the cross, and make it about us. That we want to focus on the fact that he died for me. We sing a lot of songs just simply that he died for me. And our theology can be become very self-centered that Christ died for us. He died to to love in, in love with us, right? In fact, one of my favorite verses is that, you know, in that while we were still sinners, I mean, God showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But the problem is, is we cannot allow ourselves in the love that God has given us through Christ on the cross to make us self-centered. Because I'm going to tell you, Christ's love isn't directly about us. And, and and I want you to hear me out on this. Christ died for you and he loves you and that love is real. But that love for you is not the end. It's not the goal. It's not the purpose. Right? There's something that's bigger happening here. Christ's love is bigger than that. 
when he was on the cross. And John Piper, I think, really kind of helps to unpack that. In fact, I read a little article that was on this subject as I was thinking about this, and it was really, really helpful, some of the things he had to say. He said that believers are precious to God because we are his bride, and he loves us so much that that he will not allow us to, to allow our preciousness to become our God. He's saying is that God loves us so much, right? He won't allow our feeling of being precious in God's sight become the God that we live for. You see, that's again, what we have a tendency to do is look at the cross and think there's an indication of my value. I'm so awesome and so worthy that God died for me, that Christ died for me, right? God loves us so much that Christ did die for us, but there's a greater love behind that, right? And God loves us so much that he won't allow us to fall in love with this idol we've made of God's love. John Piper goes on and says, he says, believers in, he says, God does indeed make much of us and he adopts us into his family, but he does not, but he does so in a way that draws us out of ourselves to enjoy his greatness, and then he explains the goal of this love of, of Christ on the cross. He says, but the goal of love that makes those acts loving is that we be with him and see his jaw-dropping glory and be astounded. In those moments, we forget ourselves as we see and savor all that God is for us in him. So, here, <clears throat> so here, here's what he's saying here. The goal of God's love Christ's love is the glory of God. And that in purchasing us and loving us, that we then would not fall in love with just Christ falling in love with us or being in love with us. We'd fall in love with God and that we would glorify him for how awesome he is. That the focus of our lives and the focus of the life that we live isn't God loves me, right? The focus of our life would be Look how amazing and awesome God is. Like being entered into that relationship with him opens us to live a life where we're focused on his glory and his goodness and his awesomeness. You see, Christ didn't die simply because we're lovable, right? The fact of the matter is we weren't lovable. Christ died certainly loving us, but his love, the great love that compelled him forward was his love for the glory of the Father, for the glory of God. You see, God created in eternity past the plan of redemption. And the whole point of the plan of redemption is that God would glorify himself through redeeming his people, right? And by redeeming his people, these people would fall in love with him and then glorify him. But in glorifying him, they would see that the glory of God is really what's best for them, that we would find in God our greatest treasure, that we'd find in him our greatest desire, that our greatest needs are him and him alone. You see, yes, Jesus Christ died on the cross because he loves you. There's no question about that. But the anchor of that love, the motivation of that love, ultimately is the glory of God. God is most glorified in us, when we are most satisfied in him, are the words that John Piper likes to use. 
The point is the end for our love, for God's love for us, isn't for us to just feel loved. The end of, of God's love for us is for us to then turn our eyes and our hearts and minds heavenward and to love him supremely above all things. Because that's the point of all of creation is to glorify and magnify God above all things. If I can simplify this maybe a little bit further, just so we can kind of get our, our heads wrapped around this as we as we think about this this Valentine's Day, right? The greatest, the biggest goal of all of creation, the purpose that all of creation points to, the reason why God created the universe in the first place, the re the reason why God created the the plan of redemption in the first place, the reason why Jesus came into the world, ultimately is for the is for the glory of God. That is the central point and purpose of all things. Everything exists for his glory. Everything happens according to his will for his glory. God will be glorified. But God, the way that he's chosen to glorify himself, right, is not simply vanquishing all of his foes and then casting them into oblivion because that would certainly glorify him. God has chosen to glorify himself by reaching out and changing the hearts and minds of those who hate him and turn them into family and redeeming them and then giving them a new heart where they can see him and then fall in love with him and spend the rest of their life and all eternity willingly, lovingly glorifying him. The glory of God is the goal of all of that. And that's why it's important for us then as Christians is to realize that the point of God's love isn't because I'm worthy. The point of God's love is so that I can turn and reflect that love back to him and glorify him. But in the process, that's what's best for me anyway, that I get to behold this loving, gracious God in all of his splendor and all of his glory for eternity, forever and ever and ever. The, the ultimate, this is what I've said say before in many, many of my sermons. What Really what's best for us ultimately is what glorifies God. And that's the point of the cross. Jesus Christ is primarily glorifying God. The vehicle through which he glorifies God is by redeeming us. That certainly is loving for, for us and toward us, but it's ultimately pointing to God in his glory. And so as we think about God's love, this week and further on, what we need to do is make sure that we are taking our theology and, uh, and thinking and focusing on God himself and not so much us. Yes, we are part of that puzzle. We are part of the pieces. God absolutely loves us. He calls us to be in a relationship to, to call him father. He calls, we, for, we're to call him Abba. It's an intimate relationship for sure, right? But that love, again, is poured out on us for a greater purpose. And that greater purpose is God's glory. But God's glory, ultimately then, is the goal that we live for. And it's the reward in which we receive. Because our greatest treasure isn't simply to be loved. Our greatest treasure isn't simply to, um, to be better people. Our greatest treasure isn't to have the desires of our hearts here and now. Our greatest treasure is God himself. And that we get to live forever having that up-close personal relationship that we were created for. 
and being able to bask and live in that glory. And then God ultimately shares that glory as he glorifies us in glorified bodies. And we spend all eternity learning more and more and more about him. And we could spend all day long talking about this subject, but I just want to just remind you, right, that the love that you have for God and for everything, for the love that you have for God or for anyone else, ultimately is rooted in God's love that ultimately is rooted in his glory. So with that, let me go ahead and pray for you. And again, we're continuing to pray for the end of this COVID-19 virus. We are um, also praying for the people that are affected by this financially. Um, we're praying um, also that there'd be revival that would break out in our country. Um, if there's anything that our country needs more than anything else, it's Jesus Christ. And so let us pray. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the truth that it speaks into our hearts, Lord that yes, you love us, and that there's a real sense of that love, and that that ultimately it is intimate, and that you do call us your children, and there's that loving relationship. But Father, we also understand that that love is pointing to something greater, and that love ultimately points us to your glory, that you have decided to glorify yourself by redeeming us. You could have glorified yourself in so many other ways. You could have glorified us glorified yourself by by allowing us to uh, die in our sins and that at the end judge us all you would have been glorified in that because you would have been held righteous and just and true and pure in that time allowing that to happen but you decided that you would make a way to have a relationship with fallen man that you decided to glorify yourself through the greatest possible acts of love, to sacrifice your son, Jesus Christ, so that we could have that relationship. But And again, even then, the love that you have for us is not the end. It is the beginning and the mechanism by which you chose to glorify yourself. And so, Father, I pray that all of us, Lord, would just walk in this understanding of your glory. We would glorify you and understand that's the point of our life. Then the point of our life is to glorify you in the way that we do the dishes, in the way that we talk to other people, in the way we do our jobs. That we're to glorify you in all of our relationships as husbands and wives and as parents and as children. That we're to glorify you in the way that we use our resources like money and the way we use um, all the tools you've given us. That we glorify you in the way that we use social media. That we would think and act always with that end in mind understanding that you poured out your love on us so that we can glorify you in return by loving you in our actions and our attitudes. And I pray, Father, that you'd give us the strength to walk in that and to know that. And I pray, Father, that you would help us, Lord, to be the instrument that you're calling us to be in the world around us. Father, we pray for the end of this COVID virus. We pray for sanity to return, sanity to return. and how do we deal with things like this? We pray for the end of, of really all of the rhetoric, Lord, and people maneuvering politically, trying to use this to their advantage. We pray, Father, for our nation, Lord, that it would return to you and revival would break out, Lord. I pray, Father, also for those who've been affected by the virus health-wise, that you would heal them, Lord, and that those who'd be affected by the loss of work and income, that you would restore them as well. And I pray, Father God, that you'd help our country to rebound from from the effects of this, and that, Lord, we would continue to be a nation who loves you. And I pray, Father, that you would grant us repentance as a country and as individuals. And I pray that no matter what happens, ultimately, that you would be glorified in our lives and be glorified 
around the world. We thank you for that, and we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So with that being said, I want you to know that you are loved, you are prayed for, and you are deeply missed. If you are around Sunday uh, morning at 11 o'clock, we certainly ask that you join us here at First Baptist Church. Um, if you can't make it, we'd certainly uh, welcome you to, to check us out live online. We will we live stream the, the worship service right here on uh, my personal Facebook page, and uh, we certainly look forward to seeing you soon. Anyway, uh, we love you, and again, we're praying for you. Um, grace and peace. God bless. You've been listening to Grace and Truth with Pastor Sherman Burkhead, a ministry of First Baptist Church in Boron, California. Our website address is fbcboron.org. And would you consider partnering with us as we share the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ with our community and our world?